Sorry. So I mean, like the entire setup, like that's supposed to be like. Why aren't you? Why are you talking about the setup on the pod? It's a podcast. I have, I have concerns. Where are you? Why weren't you here this episode? I have abandonment issues. What the fuck? I, I don't care. I was having a great time with my boyfriend. Doing what? We were in Vegas. Great. We'll talk about that more next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we did other things before Vegas, but I don't talk about that publicly. Okay. I'm not well, you. Well, because that's <laughs> smart. Because it always bites me in the ass. But don't worry, since you were gone, abandoned, guys. Yes. Unfollow Mac. He abandoned us. Follow me instead. No. Uh, <laughs> since Mac abandoned us, I called our good friend Amp from What's a Safe Word. Good old pup Amp. Since you guys, remember when you replaced me with Amp? Remember when you replaced me? Yes, with and now it's your turn. Uh, you so it's like a zoomy zoom. We're doing a zoomy zoom. It's a zoomy zoom. We're going back zoom. in the day for like quarantine life. Quarantina, wow! Everyone misses that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone totally misses Everyone that. Totally misses we that didn't period. lose half our followers. We totally did not lose half of our following. <laughs> but do you have anything to say before we get into this uh, little interview I did with Ampity Amp Amp Amp? Um, hi. Uh, three, go. two, one. Hello. Oh, you do watch. I, I, I do. I, I listen to the gym sometimes. It's good audio. It's good. Are we good? Well, I tell Mac he's a little too low sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, you guys are both on microphones, shaking things around, hitting tables, and like hitting your microphones. So I think I need to be lowered and he needs to be like enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> it helps when you can hear yourself. It can does. You, can you hear yourself? It, I do you can hear, hear myself a little bit. No, I do, you, I, do you listen to yourself? No, I'm kidding. Do you hear yourself when you fucking talk? Do you fucking hear yourself? <laughs> I am. Hi, Mike. How are you? Me, tell everybody who you are because I know everybody knows who you are. This is like the third time you've done a show with us. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully more if I don't, you know, mm. ruin it today. Uh, hi, y'all. <laughs> Amp here from What's a Safe Word. I talk about sex and kink far too much. YouTube hates me. I never have a video monetized. <laughs> Welcome to the show today. I'm not gonna be as high energy as, as Mac usually is, but I'll be here to call out Mike shit all the time. All he's the same. not yeah. high energy. No, he's not. <laughs> you know what? He sent me. We okay. So like, he'll get DMs from people on the podcast and be like, "By the way, I like you more than Mike." And he'll he'll screenshot it and send it to me and be like, "Point for me, bitch." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but people think. Do people think we like like that? Like when someone goes, "Oh, I like you more than your co-host." Like, no, that's okay. rude. Like it's okay to <laughs> laugh about between the people, but like don't do that. Don't pit because that sets up that sets up weird dynamics between the two people that probably are just fine without you projecting on them. As exactly. An person, as an internet person. And because I love him. That's like my, one of my best friends. I don't want to yeah. hear that you don't like why do we why do you think I want to hear that? It's so yeah. stupid. We get that, but like sexually, because me and my partner, my daddy, like, they're like, you guys are perfect, and or you guys are not the right people for it's like why don't do that don't do that well okay they talk about your relationship i want to know what it's that like having like your relationship so public because we talked a little on your podcast because we just filmed the podcast uh over uh, with amp on what's a safe word before this mm-hmm. um and we were talking about you know like re- relationships having them public versus private because i said i prefer to have mine private more what is it like what are the positives and negatives of having like a relationship that's as public as your guys well, I think it's, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to like a feeling of imposter syndrome in anything that you do online. Do you ever feel that sometimes? You feel like oh, you should be the expert. Life. Oh, well, in my everyday life. <laughs> um, I mean, we do a pretty good job of like sharing what we feel is okay for an episode and then like keeping the rest of it to us. But like mm-hmm. we used to vlog a lot and I stopped doing that just because then that became really weird and like fake feeling, especially with like, I'm sure you've seen plenty of couples that family vlog. And it just doesn't feel good. It feels you know? so cringy. I feel like yeah. stop. There's certain things I feel like just don't. You're you're inviting so much in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know. What I mean, my doors are closed. My my blinds are down. Don't come into my personal space. I don't want your opinions on it. And family stuff. It just it doesn't seem authentic. It's like you're editing your family. Oh, it Do you is. know what well, I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I mean. Though is like 
my relationship with Christopher offline is very different from the online. Online, we are a different version of ourselves. Like, we are still, you know, best friends. We are in a relationship. But, like, we're acting to a camera and being probably yeah. silly or heightened or, or lowered in certain degrees, depending on the, the video. Where, like, yeah. the vlogging was fun when we used to do that every once in a while. But if I were to do that again, it would be very, very minimal. It would be much more pointed. It'd be like, hey, I'm going to turn the camera on. You ready? Not as much, like like random situations that were put in and you're not sure if the people are in on the joke or not, you know? Yeah. Because consent's yeah. a huge thing. Um, but Absolutely. Like, as far as our relationship goes, we share what we need to, or not what we need to, but what we want to, and we keep the good stuff that's for us, for us. You know? I've well, stopped posting as much on Instagram reels on like every second of the day. Mm -hmm. I've just kind of just been vibing with my actual relationship. Well, I feel like you need to do that just sometimes just because when and people always think when they make a, a comment about someone's relationship that whatever they see online is exactly how that relationship is <laughs> in real life. And like you guys think we're going to put the bad things or like the real issues or like the real conversations online. No, we're only going to show you like the funny stuff and we're going to edit it how we want to. Do you yeah. ever see like people have like a warped perception of what your guys relationship is like? Because you guys are very open. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit on, like, when we go to the bars on our our, ca our podcast before this. But, like, I'm a very chill, toned-down person at a bar to the point where people are like, are you okay? Because they're so used to seeing high energy and, like, laughter and puns. But, like, people come up to me at a bar and they just start telling jokes. And I'm like, ha, 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 I don't know you. <laughs> is, is, Chris, is Chris more outgoing and stuff like that? or? Yeah, uh, Daddy has a lot more of a, a up personality at a bar because he's not he's not he doesn't stream he doesn't do twitch mm -hmm. so like my 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 job is like being high energy so when i'm out and about i like to be lower key i like to be low energy you know and so and when, when it's yeah. just the two of you guys do you ever do you refer to him always as daddy or is it ever like because <laughs> i want to oh, know how to phrase yeah. the questions oh you can call him chris but i call him daddy um okay and he does he doesn't usually ever use my my real name most people don't like he calls me amber pup um but even then like it, it's we we don't have to speak to each other because our relationship's pretty keyed in that like we just you know mannerisms subtle talking we're very close yeah. in that way we don't we don't really talk and use a, a bunch of language when we're around other people Ooh, i like that though so you got like some intuition about one another oh too much probably far too much <laughs> well you guys do your you you do content separately too what kind of um how did you fall into like your inner your set of internet worlds because we talked about mm. that for me because we both became like fans of the same amount of people or the same kind of people in the internet world yeah how did you fall into the internet world i fell onto the i fell in fell, fell i fell onto some things um fell on, yep you're mm -hmm. we're mumbling yeah, together we're Go ahead. <laughs> so i used to be a game dev for like 10 years um, and as an artist person, I would literally, instead of like listening to a podcast or radio or music, I would listen to YouTubers. So yeah. I would have like daily grace, you know, playlists of a hundred videos playing while I'm like working on art. And like, that's how I kind of got the, the general cadence, how you produce something like mm -hmm. that up YouTube voice that sometimes you hear that you kind of try to not do nowadays. I don't do know nowadays. what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up. I hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> All oh, the time, oh, all the oh. time. And like, I try not to do that voice as much anymore, but even as we're doing a podcast, we're like, you know, doing the voice. Um, so like mm -hmm. I had, I have a good sense of like being able to mimic something to a degree. And then I did sex work for years. And that's actually how I met uh, daddy was because he's produced porn for 35 years or so. Mm -hmm. He used to be for all the big time companies, you know, the hot house, the raging stallion, kink.com, all, all the gay studios, pretty much. Cult studios. Oh, I know Raging Stallion. I used to pirate their videos all the time Whoop. when I was a kid. You're the reason porn's not doing so. Well, the studio I'm sorry. Porn. I was no, a broke child. I like the OnlyFans of it all. Minus mm. the OnlyFans being hypocritical about their own content. But I like yes. putting the content in the hands of the people that want to make it. Instead mm -hmm. of trying to like undermine performers who don't know how to manage themselves. Or might mm. be asking for very little. You know, now we're actually getting this this economy of people that get to ask for what they're worth. They get to create the content they want that aren't being mismanaged or taken advantage of. You know, but that's a whole. Do you other have an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans? Yeah, I have. I have. I have. I have 
there's multiple kinds of sites, but I have it out there. Oh, work. If I had an OnlyFans, I would do, I would make those cum cocktails. Like if I was somebody who could. Remember oh, the cum cocktails, the semenology? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk to you about it. Have uh-huh. you ever heard of this? <laughs> so a specific cocktail book? No, but there is absolutely a cookbook that I've considered so many times by the same person. It's written oh, by it the is same it? I'm not person. surprised. Yes. I'm not surprised. Okay. Yes. But it's not, it's nothing like, there's no science behind it. It's literally just like normal cocktails with a measure spoon of one to two ounces of cum. Like, it's not like, it's not like because of anything. It's like, this is a Moscow mule, but we're going to call it a cum mule because there's just some jizz in it. Like, what are you talking about? Would you ever, would you try it? I want to know, would you try it? So, okay, before I answer that question, (laughs) before I answer that question, I just need to, I just need to be known um, I used to be a title holder for uh, an HIV specific title. So like a leather leather title. It was called okay. Team Friendly. It was an organization about like destigmatizing sex and kink, HIV, talking about prep. So like I need to come at it from a perspective like that. Like okay. I I am and what's really funny is I was like the title holder for that. Everyone thought I was positive, but I'm still HIV negative because I've been on prep for years, you know? Okay. So yeah, th- there's that to begin fine. with. Because when I hear that, when I hear cum cocktails, immediately my mind, <laughs> my red flag alert goes, oh, someone's going to make HIV jokes and it's going to start being all problematic no. in that way, you know? Well, what if it, okay, would you have, if 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 daddy made you <laughs> a cum cocktail, oh would you try it? Because you know where it's coming from. <laughs> you know? What? You're going to be all bashful with me now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just like, I just like the way you, you phrase that. If dad, if, if daddy, daddy made daddy, you a cum cocktail. <laughs> I would try. I would absolutely try it. I would absolutely try it. But my mind immediately goes to like, is this ethical to have a cookbook with cum? (laughs) Well, I'd have to imagine that the ones making it are people you know. You're not going to take a cum cocktail from a stranger. Sure, sure, sure. But like, if I made a video, because I've I've thought about buying the cookbook and doing like Mm -hmm. a, a, a cooking video. Like, we've done cooking videos with sex toys before, and YouTube hated that. Cooking with bodily fluids, though? I can't imagine they would be okay with that for well, some reason. Want, it's all about how you word it because I I was gonna do this with you, but you're not here in person, so I'll I came fly up with do it. He's <laughs> like, no, wait, we're gonna be in cum. We're gonna be in I'm ready. I am ready. Uh, but no, I found art. I found a recipe for artificial cum, like the stuff they use, like they make. Mm-hmm. So I got the ingredients, and me and Mac, I figured, and I was gonna do this with you on a podcast, but I, we have to. I, it was, I'm recycling the idea. Mac's just going to have to do it. Where we're going to make and try artificial cum on the podcast. And then I'm going to make a YouTube video making cum cocktails with the artificial cum. Now, is that... Now, put place your bets. Do we think it's going to be... Does <laughs> it taste like cum? Does it taste like... Oh, absolutely. I, I haven't done it yet. I don't know if it's going to be demonetized. I get away with a lot of shit. We don't because we're a sex education channel. So, like, I think yeah. they err on the side of you're inappropriate. And I could just call them dirty cocktails and be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. You'd probably be fine. And then just, yeah. you know, set it off at the beginning. Like, whenever I say the word this, like, that's what I'm talking about, obviously, you know? Yeah. There's, like, that song. What's a, I, wonder, I hope it's not copyright where it just goes, come, come, come. You ever hear it? And if we're going to listen to it live <laughs> no. right now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold the fuck. I'm gonna put it, it's just... Yes, we're gonna review it right now on the podcast. I want to put it in so bad. I'm gonna make like I'm just gonna like I think if you if you look up cum cum, yeah. Welcome to the cum zone. What's all the commotion? My dad fell into a cum shaft. My dad glazed my face with cum. Fertilize a baby with hunk spunk. Cum spunk in my trunk. Cum creating toddler. Cum dripping cunt. Okay. Hey, <laughs> come back. <laughs> oh. No, it's it's literally just come, 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 come. And I want to make a video of it so bad because I feel like it'd be a fun activity to do on the podcast and I could correlate it to a YouTube video. Can you please get some like glazed donuts for this video as well? Please. Maybe I can't have donuts. I'm on that diet. It sucks. Uh, we'll just get them for Mac then. You can tell me what you think about the ingredients if you want to if you want to take please take oh, notes. Yeah, yeah. Taking notes. It is egg whites, oh. cornstarch, 
sour cream, and salt. Or you could use yogurt instead of sour cream. That is an interesting mix. And that is an interesting it makes, mix. It makes cum. Or like artificial cum. But can you can you buy artificial cum? That, they, don't, they use artificial cum in porn, don't, right? Oh. Right? Um, no. Well, yeah. No, yes, but... Some, so they, what they um, use... In straight porn. Yeah, yeah. So in, in porn, they people fake cum shots all the time. Sorry mm. to... Sorry to... Sorry. But they do. Yeah, no, they do. And some companies will use the cum lube now because it looks good enough. But it... Have you Can seen eat it? Spunk Lube, the Spunk Lube? No, this is not a sponsor. <laughs> I know, no, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, but there's a lube called Spunk, and it's like a hybrid water base, I think. It tastes very sweet and gross and chalky, but it looks oh, like so cum. it doesn't taste like cum. It doesn't taste like cum. It's sweeter, and it's not good. I don't like it personally, but that's what people use uh. whenever they can't get off. Because the, the money shot, if you don't, if you don't come, come, come. Um, if come. I don't got that hunk spunk, you ain't getting that cash money. <laughs> that hunk spunk. <laughs> that was in the song you just played. I me. know, I know. I don't like that word spunk. I feel like that's what they say in the UK a lot. You spunk. Well, that's what you the know. lube's called, spunk lube. What? What is it? Maybe it's a UK-based product. Possibly, but I, I see them on all the the porn sets in America. Anyway, like there's plenty of scenes where I've I've had people that couldn't get off because they've. You know, shot up their dick with the the boner mm. stuff, um, and they just put they put a little bit in like the the cup of their hand. You know, they put the cameras coming like the shoot coming. The cameras shooting from below, and they're yeah. jerking off and they're making the noise. And then what you do is you just squeeze your hand enough that the cum oh, starts yeah. to shoot out. So you just get oh, a little good little suction, and you just there you go. Yeah, Ruin, ruined every did porn. I did I ever tell you about the story about how I almost lost my dick over the summer? Let me tell you, you the story. No, you let haven't. Let me tell you the story. Oh, no. Let me tell you the story. Amp, Wait, I let me, went. Okay, first, let me guess. Is there one of three things? A cock ring involved, Viagra involved, or some sort of penis shot? Yes. Okay, continue, 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 continue. <laughs> I, it was before Michael was, you know, going through his, let me self-control. And I was actually right about to leave to shoot X on the beach, the show I just did. Oh. So right, right before I go, I guess I had a really, really wild night and I ended up at like a sex party and someone wanted to give me one of those little shots that you get in your dick to get a boner. Yes. Okay. Which you think you would say no to? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You'd think there was just, there was just, I don't know. It was a bad situation. Um, cut to uh, me at nine in the morning going to urgent care because I had such a painful erection. And I think this is the first time I'm telling what actually happened because I think I mentioned this story in the podcast before, but I was probably lying about like, you know, how we got here. Uh-huh. I go to urgent care and she's like, all right, pull it out. And I'm like leaned over. Why I chose to wear gray sweatpants, I don't know. I think I couldn't like really have anything constricting. So I have to whip out my dick in front of this woman and it is like bruised at this point. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I can't help you. How long has this been? I'm like about four hours. And she's like, you need to go to emergency right now. Anytime after four hours, you could lose your dick. Uh-huh. And now I'm crying. So now I go, I go to one hospital and I went to the wrong hospital. So then I got to drive from that hospital to the other urgent care. I'm sitting in the, uh, just waiting. They have to bring in a penis doctor. You know, there was a thing. Yep. And the guy comes in and goes, okay, here's what's going to happen. Because <clears throat> um, you could very well lose your dick. You're going on six hours. After four hours, there's no blood circulating to your dick. Um, and then they're like, what we might have to do is we're going to give you, they took out these three giant needle shots and mm-hmm. they said, we're going to give you an injection, two big injections in the side of your dick. And then we're going to manually drain the blood out. If that doesn't work, we are going to take two scalpels and we're going to make incisions mm-hmm. down the base of your cock mm. and manually drain it out like that. And if that doesn't work, then you lose your dick. I'm sobbing, Amp, in this fucking hotel, <laughs> not hotel room, this hospital room. I'm sobbing because I'm thinking I'm going to lose my dick. I'm like, I'm going to go on a dating show with no dick. Like, what? <laughs> what? What? Mike with no dick? That's. <laughs> Is your dick insured yet, Mike? It's Is my it? whole personality. It should oh, be. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> your whole and your personality? Good. It's my, it's my, whole, my whole personality. <laughs> But that's here that I gave you a messy moment. If you had to think of like a really messy moment, 
in life. It could be a sex story. It uh-huh. could be a drinking story. It could just be like a really fucked up thing. Here's a messy story from Amp. Amp's messy moments. Mine involves a penis shot, oddly enough. Oh, this really? wasn't planned. This wasn't planned. Because when you were like, have a messy moment, I was like, okay, I got one. I got one. It actually, full circle. Uh-huh. Which, so- by the way, don't be careful with who you take these from. And my recommendation is don't. Just don't. don't. Just, just don't. 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 Just don't. It's never a good idea. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> uh, so first of all, the catherjack or whatever you call it, because Trimex, mm-hmm. Catherjack, there's many names for it. I think I think mine was Trimex. Yeah. It's yeah. a there so like there are people that know how to do there are penis doctors, as we've now learned, who literally, mm-hmm. if you request Trimex from a doctor, which you're allowed to, you know, people mm-hmm. have erectile dysfunction, that's the purpose of it. Yeah. They sit you down and they give you the one-on-one, here's the or the 101 even of mm-hmm. like, here's how much you put in. Your body builds up a resistance. If you put this much in this time, you might need this much next time. Like it's minuscule, like mil, like millimeters or milliliters, whatever. Yes. It's not a lot because yes. what it does is you get yourself like half hard, half chubbed, you know, half boner. You put mm-hmm. the shot in and then you continue to get the full boner. And what the shot does is it closes those capillaries in your blood there and forces all the blood that's in your dick currently to just be trapped there for a little bit. It just pretty much siphons off. It's like a hose. You've cranked a little nozzle on the hose and the blood or water is stuck in the the penis and engorged it feels like your your arms asleep kind of and it's yes. pulsating over and over again right and it hurts it's like it hurts if you so touch much. it yep some people were like just jerk off i'm like i can't you touch can't it. no no it feels like a balloon that's about to pop because it's so full of blood that's not going anywhere now imagine if you will it doesn't have that effect welcome to my story so um <laughs> You might th- think how I got here. Well, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> I so I used it was to a beautiful do, sunny afternoon. Yeah. Here's my mom. Here's my dad. Uh, no, anyway, I was I used to work with. Uh, I'm not going to name the porn company because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But I used to work with lots of different porn companies. This was back when I was doing sex work full time. It was I enjoyed it. Never had messy druggy moments because I'm not a drug person. Or I don't like again. Pot's the only thing I ever do, and that's for my own Work. sake because I'm just a I'm a control freak, and I cannot do mm-hmm. drugs. Um, but every once in a while, performers will do a trimex to get stay hard. You're doing a shoot for seven hours at, at a time during a day. It's a lot to stay hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially the bottom, who I was usually almost always in the scene. And on top of that, this particular scene happened to involve a lot of roughhousing. In like a wrestling way, intentionally, mm-hmm. and the the person who lost the wrestling had to you know bottom, which I'm fine with again. So we are halfway through the shoot that day. I'm exhausted. I can't keep my bone hard for another three hours that I know is going to have to happen. And I have a Trimex in case I need it. I am also incredible. I'm bad with needles. I don't know if you're good with needles, like Great. to begin with. <laughs> Really? Oh, I can't. I'm fine. I, I was a kid. I used to always watch. <laughs> oh, ah, I can't. Like, even we've done, like, uh, HIV-related, like, sponsors before. We have to, like, yeah. prick your finger and do the blood thing. I can barely do that without getting really? squeamish. I'm terrible. Okay. So, so, I am like, ugh, we need to get this shoot done. It's going to be a hassle. Like, I am so low energy. I'm wrestling. And, like, if you've ever tried to keep a boner to begin with while wrestling, oh it's God. hard because there's yeah. so much energy. Well, not true. I used to okay. pop boners all the time when I used to wrestle. <laughs> That's fair. The, different <laughs> when there's cameras and you're trying and you're in a heated, yes. lit, yes. very well lit environment. So the my model co-star who I've worked with before and I go to the bathroom and he's like, here, let me help you because I can't give myself a shot. I can't okay. even see the shot. And it doesn't hurt that, but I mean, it hurts like it's like mm. <laughs> it's a it's a prick. It's a, it's prick, a prick, and if you know what's happening terrible if it was like just a like a pinching your your dick that's not bad but if you know what's happening for me it's the mentality of it yeah yeah i get in my own dick it's a needle going to your dick which a needle like honestly unless it's a doctor i always tell people like if it's not a doctor i don't think a needle should be going anywhere near you especially your dick Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's that's why let's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's not so i get the half chub i do the thing I have a red mark on my dick because, like, you know, and you try to do it on the underside because yeah. you don't want it to be visible in the porn. Uh, mm. It not only doesn't work for me, I now am almost fainting because of the just the I don't like needles. 
and I can feel it not working and I'm in my own head now. And then I have to like take a shit, even though I've like cleaned out really, really well. My stomach starts to get upset. I still have three hours where I have to be naked and look good and wrestle while getting fucked because I'm going to bottom. We all know I'm going to bottom. I have 30 pounds less on the guy in this wrestling shoot. (laughs) I take a lunch break. (laughs) I'm white in the face. Wait, a lunch before bottoming? I need, we need to take a break because the cast and crew are hungry. Okay. I'm clearly not going to be able to work for at least a 30-minute period to, like, recenter. Because now yeah. I'm not only not hard, but I'm, like, about to faint and white in the face. And I'm already white as fuck. Mm-hmm. So we eventually – I've cleaned out, you know, I've got my shower shot. I've cleaned out fully again because my stomach oh my was God. so upset. Oh my we God. eventually get the shoot done. Um, but thank God for, like, a, like cock rings. Thank God for, like, rope and, like, being in – compromising positions because oh oh, oh, and to make matters worse the top couldn't come in the end so we had to use the fake cum oh my god it's either one person can't get a boner and then one person can't get yes me and mac have the same problem where mac can't come and i have no problem having to do it in that department i gotta last longer that's the stuff I take medication for that. <laughs> oh, well, don't take a Trimex, y'all. It, it's no. more trouble than it's worth. And I've heard plenty of other stories like yours, Mike, where the kid waited a day later and is still hard and didn't think about it. And by that point, yeah, you might lose your dick because after four hours, yeah. they, they don't put the four hours on the commercials for no reason. It's it's an appendage and there's no blood circulating. That's why if, even if you have if it's your arm, if there's no blood circulating to your arm, your arm will die. Yeah. Like your body parts will die if they don't have blood. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. So was so was the sex. Yeah. That, yeah. And yeah. you know what? I, I, <laughs> Messy. If, if sometimes just listen to your body. If it's not working, just say you got maybe not right now. Yeah. I mean, you were in a situation yes. where you had to work. So. <laughs> but I, I I know my body like if there I will be the first bottom on a porn shoot that says you need to put more lube in there you need to put and they'll be like are you sure we put a lot and I was like I'm the bottom I said put yeah. more lube on your dick don't put it in me unless you put another gallon of lube on your dick like tops sometimes need a bottom more that's all I'm saying honestly I feel like that's what that's where I'm working at that's what <laughs> I'm working up to it am I'm working I'm trying on my way. Um, you mind if I ask you some questions that were fan submitted? Never. Okay, well, I'm doing it. Consent. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I never mind. I never mind. I never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I had I just went on Instagram, our messy pod Instagram, and I asked people like just to send in some fun questions. So I figured we'll do a few of these to yeah. like gauge your uh, your knowledge of the community. So, and as someone who knows a lot about BDSM, what is? Hold on, I want to guess uh-huh. BDSM. Body does sexy movements. Uh, you're kidding, right? You're kidding. Bod- Hold on. No. Bo- no, I'm not. No idea what it means. Body. Uh huh. No. Dance. No. Nope. No. Still no. Big, big, big dick. Big. Wait, wait. Big dick. Small mouth. Uh, no, it's actually buddies doing social media. How dare you? You didn't know that. Buddies doing social. No, it's not. It's not. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> if this Mac, if you're listening to this, the podcast is called Buddies Do Social Media. That's how we get BDSM in the title and make make every letter capitalized. Cute. I love social the title. media. Um, it stands for what bondage. Does it mean? What does it stand for? Bondage. Okay. Domination, submission, sadomasochism. So if it if it's Thick any words, what's that? There are big words in that. Yeah, bondage. Well, bondage is. Eh. And then D. Masochism? The, yeah. Masochism is like harming yourself. You like, so masochism has an M in it. So I remember masochism is when you like to harm, like you like to be hurt. You, it's consensually, obviously. Okay, yes. Not, yes. not, not the, the masochism that you not put like yourself through going on like, the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No. Um, yes. And then, like so, I like to be choked a little bit. Yeah. But you're like yeah. telling someone to choke you a bit, you know? Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. It's all it's all a consent. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the best way to get into BDSM safely? No such thing as safe sex, first of all. There's safer versions of sex. I will never say that you are having safe sex. You're not. Sex always okay. has, has inherent risk. 
Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my a good take. Yeah. Well, you should always be prepared and like have things. What's the word I'm looking for? You should always have like, um, know the risks, all yeah. the risks. Yeah. So there's nothing that makes you completely safe is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just, there are safer ways. So like, make sure you're practicing with people that you vetted. Make sure that you have, you do have those fallback plans. I call it risk aware consensual kink which if you want another acronym, mm -hmm. that's RACK, R-A-C-K. You're risk aware of the kink you're about to have and you're consenting enthusiastically, but you are aware that there might be something that could go wrong. If you're doing bondage, hey, a limb might fall asleep. That's a risk. If you, yeah. you, you need to have scissors nearby. If you're doing some breath play, which please don't ever do it by yourself, you have <laughs> a partner that knows the risks there. They know the difference between like the, the trachea and the actual blood that flows in through there, where to grab, mm -hmm. you know? So well, not only physical, aware. yeah, and not only physical stuff, also like emotional risk aware. Like me and mm -hmm. Amp talked on his uh, podcast about if I've been able to explore uh, anything about, with the King community and stuff like that. And I haven't because of my own emotional scars and traumas. But I feel like I would if I found like a partner who was able to like emotionally support me in case I had a full freak out panic attack, which has happened in the past. <laughs> so, well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I do. And that's like... That's part of the negotiation too, which a lot of people don't talk about. Is like they don't talk about like, hey, if something goes wrong, what does that look like, and what do we do? Which okay. I wish more people had conversations about. Well, let me ask you. One of the people want to know. This is a good segue into it. What are some questions you can ask when vetting somebody to know whether or not they're safe to like experiment and kink with? Ooh, do you have references? Like a specific time kind of kink. Kinky people all have like a little black book, you know? They all have okay. people in their phone that they like have sex with or they do it frequently or maybe they go to the bars or they have places they go frequently. If it's a play party, you should you usually almost always have people that you can can vouch for you, you know? Yeah, or you can Mine is examples. the city of West Hollywood. Oh, well, mine is the entire city. <laughs> or the entire island of Manhattan, some areas in Spain and Mykonos. Very specific. I can't imagine why Mykonos. What happened? No, kidding. Um, Lohan. Lohan. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't speak her name. We don't speak her name. <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, just make sure you have good questions for him. Like, what, what, are you, what is your vetting process? You know, you're getting a, to feel someone. What are they into? Like, where have they been in the kink scene? Like, tell a bit about your story. And, like, do you have safety precautions if something goes wrong? I mean, again, mm -hmm. you should always ask questions that take your safety into consideration first and foremost and then see how they are based on how they answer if you if, if there's ever a red flag there's a red flag for a reason i say yeah I, I say just look for communication look for somebody who listens and asks questions because when you're doing something like amp says where there's going to be risk that you need to assess you, the person's communication needs to be very clear and concise that you are both protected at all costs and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there should never be like yeah. talk back of like coercion or, well, are you yeah. sure you're not into this? No, if there's, it should be very yeah. clear <laughs> what's on and yeah. off the table with a person. And if there's any red flags, you should be like, uh uh, goodbye. Nice to meet you. Oh, someone has a fun question. And then I have a follow up one. What is your favorite part about being a pup? Oh, I like, so pup play, animal role play. People mm -hmm. dressing up like dogs, it's its not anything super ridiculous other than that. I just like that yeah. it isn't super serious. It is so comical. If you are not approaching a play like that, a role play, and being able to laugh at yourself and just have fun, you're not doing mm -hmm. it right. It's fun. I love that. It's fun. Is there other animals that, is there like a popularity hierarchy among animals? A popularity? No. Like a, po a popularity? <laughs> is, but it's like, is there... <laughs> Is there is there like tiger play? Is there yeah. gorilla play? Is there is there unicorn play? Um, I don't know that I know too many people that actually would dress up as a unicorn, but there's people into like pony play. There's people into like dragons. There's overlap with the furry community that some of them do sexually adventure into the sex realm. So like if you're a furry but you're a dragon or a snake or a cat or a squirrel. So so what's the difference? So a furries is it's a sex thing and no furries are not a sex thing. Okay, so what clear. is the okay animal play and furries? Explain. Okay, so <laughs> furries are people that like to have anthropomorphized versions of themselves, or maybe like spirit. Pause. Like, definition yeah. of anthropomorphized. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so giving human characteristics <laughs> to animal characters. Great. 
Now, some people will use the term like a spirit animal, which is offensive. We don't use that anymore. Some people will talk about their fursona, you know? Wait, why is it offensive? I didn't um, know that. Oh, I, I've, I, because people that might be uh, Native American, like that is mm -hmm. a, a term that they use to be much more spiritual sided, not, not to talk about the, the kink or the furry community or sex in that regard. So it's just. Thank you for yeah. letting me know this. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for letting, I did not know this. Yeah. So we, we say like fursonas for people in the furry community. That is like their alter ego. Like if there's a, if there's a Mike that is just Mike and then there's Mike that envisions themselves as like this cool, super hot, like dog man that gives you like some sort of power to yourself to be who you want to express in the world. Like that could like be drag. like a fursona. Yeah. It is yeah. like dragon away, but of yeah. course. We keep they're different things, but there's they are lots completely yeah they're different things, but it's kind of like using a medium kind of yeah. like you know what I mean. Leather's drag, people I in leather like... are, are in a persona. You know what are anyway. the most pop? What are the Go most pop? Like is there like is they're not like a ranking, but what are some of the most popular things that people like to dress up as when it comes to like it, is it just animals? Are there other things like is there is there a house warehouse full of people dressed as a lamp? That's what I want to know and. It, <laughs> Would you be surprised? Everyone's wearing lampshades. Are you lampshading <laughs> the conversation right now? God damn it. So, <laughs> but do you know? I know what you're asking. People like to dress up as furniture and be human furniture. It's pornophilia. It's, I it's love kink. It. It's That's kink. cool. Yeah. But it's not, people are not like, they don't have a lamp fursona, I don't think. Now we're getting, now we're mixing the medias. And I, anyway. Yeah, see, now I'm, I'm making it confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Your question was like see, furries you did... versus pup play. Yes. Right? So furries are yes. like fun, colorful, usually around the art and the community. Very, very heavily queer. 80% of furries are on the, the queer spectrum in some way, which is a fascinating, like, fact. But then yeah. the pet play is like sexual role play, a dynamic where someone is in control or a handler of a pet and the other one is a pet. And that's the DS, the dynamic of the domination and submission. Two things that are different, but sometimes overlap. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this a lot to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's fine. Is it primarily a, a, a thing in the in male queer community or is, is there like, um, what are some BDSM things that are more for like the lesbian community? Is there Ooh. anything that because I feel like I feel like a lot of the kink BDSM stuff deals with mainly men in the queer community. And I, I don't know much about uh, our, our, our lesbian sisters or beans. Hmm. So, I mean, like we, we look at like the dykes on bikes, like the leather culture around like motorcycles and and that kind of that gear, that bar culture is very big um, for the lesbians, the butch, the queer community in that regard. But I think to answer that question, but not but not answer it. A lot I don't of, know. I'm just I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. My thing is like as a as a very well visible pup who is a gay cis you know male, I get a lot of femme presenting people, whether they're trans, non-binary, or women, who ask and they're like, "Oh, well, the puppy plays only for guys, right?" But it's not. There's just a lot more guys visible because they were the first ones that started tweeting about it, and they're all over Twitter now. But like, there's so yeah. many female pups. And kittens and other kinds of animals. It's just sometimes they oh, don't kittens? feel they can be there. Yeah. I didn't know about kittens. Kittens are probably a more female dominated space. But I think that's, again, that's a gender norm where like guys don't feel that they can be a cat. Whereas okay. I know guys who are kitten players, you know. What are you, what are some things that you, that you should never ask a pup? So you do it with real dogs? Don't ask that. Okay, yeah, that. see? We're not, it's, it's basic not respect. Real. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't bestiality. Yeah, exactly. It's not. <laughs> yes. Rule one. Uh, rule like, two, do you just, do you just like like eating out of a bowl and getting on all fours? And aren't you, oh, you're a good boy. It's a consent thing. Like, if I don't okay. have the respect and relationship with you for you to degrade me in that way, whether it's, like, hot or not, like, don't just, uh -huh. don't just assume people's, like, boundaries, you know? Okay, that's good to know. Speaking yeah. of boundaries, uh -oh. how does uh, your family act with your line of work? Are they supportive? Or do, they, do you guys talk much about it? They want to know. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Actually, I bet my really? family knows. I, I, bet, I bet my family knows. But I want to know. Go ahead. It, no, how do you hide it? I, I <laughs> don't. Do you it? Have you seen me? No, that's what I'm questioning. <laughs> so how do they not know? That's what I'm saying. Like, 
Do they not? Do they not follow your social media? Because I see you on Instagram posting those jack traps. <laughs> Thanks for liking. Uh, no, I Me too. I, <laughs> I, I I see. I thank you. Thank you for the double tap. Yes. Um, my family. I grew up religious, so I grew up. We lived across the street from the Catholic school that my family and my mom and my grandma all went to. You know, is like heavy Catholicism. So I know that as the queer gay kid in the family and the only one that's out, um, I already am seen as more perverse and more sexual and more. I, I'm the one that comes to the family function and makes all the jokes that are kind of, you know, dirty and everyone laughs mm -hmm. at it and appreciates that. Yeah. But I know that my family is not ready to have conversations around like sex work, around teaching sex education. And if they did, I would have my bullet points here. Like, this is what we do. This is how it's helpful. Here are the messages people send us that, uh, that's like, thank you for just making me feel like I'm a valid person. Like, what we do is helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel focus on that. And I feel like, I mean, I don't have, you do, I feel like what you do online is very important and needed and necessary because a lot of people don't talk about it. Appreciate and a lot of like queer people go into stuff with a hope and a prayer and just like, I'll figure it out. And sometimes that can only be bad for your health, but also be unsafe. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff that I went through when I was younger, if I had somebody to teach me the safe ways to go about exploring my sexuality and being queer, then maybe a lot of that stuff wouldn't happen to me. There weren't a lot of safe ways. So I feel like what you do is very, very important. And the conversation when it comes to family, because I used to like, even with bartending, I, I didn't even tell my parents I was working at a gay bar when I first started there. I told them that I worked at a bar called Alab. <laughs> and every day like we'd come back and they'd be like oh well mike did they have anyone perform because i would like sometimes be drunk and like slip up that there was a performance and i just make up like oh yeah there was a violinist that came in it was like a drag queen it was like yuha hamasaki and this <laughs> but i feel like the um stuff you talk about is really is really good so i kind of feel like um it kind of almost makes me wish that there's a, do you get a lot of parents that watch your stuff too on how to like yeah. talk to their queer kids I mean, I, I obviously don't know every demographic, but like, I, I get well, we see messages. Comments. Do you get we messages? Yeah. yeah, we see comments. We see messages from queer parents who are like, thanks for doing, you know, this thing, featuring the sexuality or even featuring kink in such a way that like, I know how to better talk about it to other parents or family friends or adult people like, and, yeah. and, and how to make sure that my kids have resources if they come out and they're like, hey, I'm into this thing. Like mm. parents, parents need resources too. And our internet doesn't make that easy, unfortunately. Yeah. I also, I, w I saw somebody talk about this on Twitter and I couldn't, I couldn't decide if I agreed with them or not. Someone said it's mm. one of the weirdest things in queer for like is in queer culture is that we wait for the child to like make the grand announcement of coming out when maybe it'd be easier if parents are just like, oh, like, like bring up like to, for parents to start the conversation. Where I don't say you have to call your kid gay or not, but like open up the conversation about queer stuff. But then part of me also wants to say it should like I want to say wait till they're ready. But I'm not against the idea of taking that kind of pressure off of a child's shoulders. So I'm a little torn with what advice I would give for people where I think you should make it the child's decision to come out but create an environment maybe where it would be more willing and easier for them to do? Like, what, what do you think about something like that? I think that it's never cool to feel embarrassed or weird about your sexuality. And I think that parents can make it a little embarrassing if it was like, a, oh, we knew. Because I had, I had hate family. That. I, I had family like that. I hate that. Like, but to that same degree, I would much rather a family member be like, oh, we knew, honey. We were just waiting for you than somebody who was homophobic or didn't know what, what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. I would much rather prefer a family that was providing that, maybe as you said, like a uh, the, the hybrid situation where the parents are not pushing you out of the closet, but they're creating an environment where if you were to say that at any time, they'd be like, oh, that's great, congratulations, I love you still, nothing changes, yeah. go clean your fucking room, Make sure you like, you know, pick up your your brother from soccer practice, or, you know, like something like that, you know? Yeah, and people don't know how to navigate this conversation easy. I know with my whole thing, like coming out on the show, being with Aris, and people didn't know that I was with Aris. A lot of people are like, oh, wait, he's gay. Oh, wait, he's straight. Oh, wait, no, now he thinks he's straight. Now he thinks he's gay. I'm like, first of all, technically, even though Aris is a trans woman, 
being in a relationship with her would still be a heterosexual couple because trans women are real women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, say that to people and they don't even, they can't wrap their mind oh, around that. Oh, then they lose their fucking minds. Oh. And then I it was like, the amount of times I've had to remind people that I'm as fluid individual, but I also refer to myself as bi or sometimes I'll just be like gay, queer. I just say it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very it's I don't know people are so fucking like stuck on that label. I'm like, can't we just like like whoever we want to like? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's because just yeah, easy. it's just people trying to exist. And what's wrong? There shouldn't be anything wrong with that. But we, no, we always find a problem. And you said you 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 identify as demisexual, correct? Yeah. So I'm still I'm Ex- a, I'm a gay queer man. Uh, but being demi is def- it's on the asexual spectrum. So mm-hmm. I am a very sexual person. Hi, hello, I teach sex education, but I'm not always like, yeah, I gotta beat one off. I'm so sexually aroused. Like I'm I am much more attracted to a person on secondary attraction. So you know when you meet someone and you're like, oh, this Mike guy has muscles. He's very attractive, arguably. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree, Mike? Thank you. <laughs> oh, you agree? You think you're really pretty? You're not gonna get a mean girls quote past me, you dick. But now I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> You don't care um, much about the physical. You you care more about the connection. Yeah. So I want someone that like I can have a conversation with. And by knowing what they're into, like hobby. Like I think I would much rather you come to a bar and like talk to me about how you love Avatar The Last Airbender or the last episode of Euphoria and how it made you feel than, than have chiseled abs, you know? Like I want to have a connection oh, yeah. with someone well, then... who's got a sense of humor and, and I can vibe with. Because I find and that The body attractive. gets boring. The body yeah. gets boring. The body changes. Because you, know? you could be really, really hot, but bad at sex. Case in point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. But let me see. Let's see if we have like one more question and then I won't I won't keep you to too long. Hold on. Help, yeah. help, 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 help. I'm being held hostage. Oh, help, help. Okay. <laughs> he is being held, held hostage. I know you, well, you and I have the um, privilege, I guess, to live in like cities, big cities, and that are prevalently oh, yeah. queer cities. But um, people always want to know, like, what are some advice on how to find gay people or date mm. safely? And I feel, I don't know how to answer these questions because when I lived in a small suburb, the only thing I had was to either run away to the city or explore apps. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I would give either of those as a suggestion. What do you think? So we get that question a lot, but we get that from a kink perspective. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how your experience of like coming out sexually throughout your journey, but like being kinky is another coming out. So like you think coming out as gay is traumatic, coming out as kinky to your gay friends can be sometimes worse because Mm. the judgmental assholes you go to the bar with every Friday for after your, you know, five o'clock meeting, know everything about you to begin with, you know? In West Hollywood, I've never heard of those. Oh yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you've only you've only bartended for them. Kidding, kidding. Um, <laughs> but like, so we get that question a lot with that extra like perspective on it. And yeah, unfortunately, sometimes like going on the apps is the only thing you can do. But with the with the community that exists there, why go on the apps? Get on the groups that exist on the Facebooks or on the Twitters. Get to know some people and go to big events. Like if there's yeah. a pride that that is something available to your city, go to that. If there's a kink event and there's tons of them all over the place and that's an interest to you, find the things that you can go to that share your interests. Maybe it's a Comic-Con. Maybe it's yeah. a sci-fi convention of some kind. Yes. You're going to find the kinky or the sex positive people and the groups probably exist or meetups exist at those things where you'll meet more of those people. Yes. Don't but I always... focus that one thing. And if you if there's if you don't have anyone else who could know where you're gonna be, like whether mm. you're on apps or going to events or stuff, just for your own safety, because like a lot of people they have no one they can t- go, like talk to and they still go to these things, which causes unsafe situations. Yeah. My advice is if if you don't have like a friend yet or anyone in your family or someone that could just know where you are to check on you or go with you, then I would say maybe you aren't ready or like just wait a little while longer <laughs> i guess yeah and that mainly goes for like the young people honestly if you're if you're young and you don't have anyone that knows where you are then maybe you shouldn't be exploring sex stuff yet oh yeah no that <laughs> okay yeah for sure i just and wanted to say that no i agree yeah. i agree yeah but but that's all that's all i really that's that's the only thing i had to ask for amp today amp where can people find you you can find me everywhere pup amp 
Or uh, what's the safe word? We're everywhere. Okay, and now we're being made fun of. I get it. I I take the time. I answer your question. Oh, oh, oh! You want to get? Okay, okay, Mike. Okay, no, you can't hide. I still, I'm, I, I see you have a bunch of alcohol back there. Don't make me. Okay, I apologize, Sam. I'm not spicy. I'm nice. I'm nice. You can find me at Pup Amp. I do Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, not Facebook, YouTube. I'll put all your links in the description below. Everybody can have you. You're a good reoccurring friend of the pod. Everyone can have me? Oh. Well, I mean, oh. with consent. With yeah, consent. Of yeah, yeah, enthusiastically, of course. <laughs> but yeah, and then I guess from here, we'll go back to, do you have Do you have anything you would like, a message you would like to leave for Mac? Because we're going to do a beginning and an end to this. Oh, so okay. what's something you want Mac to send a okay. message to him? Be send me that five dollars you owe me. Oh, it could be you gave me Clydia that one time. It was just the one, you know. <laughs> um, just take a fucking break. Take a break. I think I create content. I know that. I know. I know. I know that bitch. And I say that affectionately is working so damn hard and not giving themselves time to just be a human. I'm talking to you too, Mike. He don't do shit. <laughs> he don't do shit. <laughs> no, he is overworked. Aw, see, creators standing up for creators. We need to join a creator union. That's what we need. <laughs> the last thing I need is an organization I have to be a part of. Hey, these people. <laughs> well, I, like all their shit. Follow, subscribe, tip your bartenders and YouTubers. Sometimes we're the same. And back to mac bye and bye wow oh my god oh my goodness that interview that, that was, was an interview that was delicious you know what we did in that interview what i asked questions and amp answered them what, what were the questions about sex probably i mean obviously. you better shut the fuck you up shut up shut your shut fucking up. mouth come here come here come here yeah you want to speak you want to say something say to my face come here get in camera get in camera messy with mac and mike bitch where can people find you, Mac? <laughs> you can find me anywhere. If you search Mac, that is um, N A. No, P R E M I E R. P R E M I E R. Where can people find you, Mike? You can find me everywhere. If you go, fuck yourself. And don't forget to find us on all of our socials at Messy Pod. And you can send us all your hookup time stories, keeper creepers, what the fuck, Florida's gay agendas, all that shit to MessyPodGmail.com. And also buy my toy. I have a toy. I have a little. I have a little mini me. Go buy it. YouTube.com slash Mac does it. Okay. You've been douched. Do you have a toy? Promote yourself. Are you famous enough, famous enough for them to make a toy about you? I have a premiere party for my <laughs> fucking TV show at Beaches in West Hollywood on March 31st if you're in the area. So eat shit, dick. You, if you want to come see us, we'll probably be there. Bye. Yeah, you've been douched. <laughs>